Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. My guest today on the A-Game podcast is David Olds. He has a fantastic Instagram. David Olds, REI. You can find him all over social media. He is a wholesaling genius. He's a disposition ninja. He's done over 1,500 wholesale deals. He owns properties. He's flipped properties. He's been around for over 20 years doing deals in all different places all over the country. And I think his new model with the transaction coordination virtually nationwide is such a smart place. So we're going to put an affiliate link in there. If you're doing deals, you definitely need to link up with him. There's so much stuff to give there. For those of you who have been doing things like creative deals or if you have wholesale deals that you need to do some sort of things like maybe double closes or A to B, B to C stuff where somebody's seeing some of the so many different ways to put this together. And I tell people like the paperwork, the disclosures, the legal process and the recording stuff like it gets intimidating. There's a lot of different things and it changes from area to area. And it seems like he's got that lockdown nationwide. So I think that there's a huge resource that I actually even wasn't even aware of when he first started that I'm definitely going to be taking him up on now. So if you're interested in that, check out the show notes, check out uh, the nicknick.com slash links and under affiliates. You'll see a link for that for sure to, to connect with him on many levels, but he offers services for everything, man. He's such a good guy. I talk about it during the podcast. So I don't want to chip on it too much, but uh, man, met him in a mastermind and such a good guy. I already knew him, already followed him, was already a fan of the stuff he was doing. And he was just so sweet and so nice and so um, you know, you just get people's energy and I, you know, I didn't really know anybody there. I was kind of walking around. I went over him to say hi. And he was just, he was just awesome. So always uh, appreciate it when somebody's just a good guy and a good person like that. And we just connected and hit it off and he agreed to come on the podcast. And I thought he killed it. He did such an awesome job. Like he said, he's a great dance partner. I think he gave a lot of really good content, a little really relevant stuff for anybody new, especially leading up somebody who's scaling, people who are looking that are, are are already experienced, looking to do different stuff, looking to branch out, looking to go to different markets, looking for different strategies, uh, state of the market stuff. It, it was just interesting. I thought he brought a lot to the table and I really, really enjoy talking to him. Seems like a good guy and just a, a badass real estate investor, funny, normal, relatable, everything you could want for. Definitely a fan of David Olds. Uh, for sure now. So check him out, follow him on Instagram, follow his social media, check out his link tree and definitely check out our affiliates link if you want to get involved with him for sure. Uh, great guy. So I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. I'm sure you're going to love him. And definitely while you guys are checking stuff out to continue to have great guests like David come on, please subscribe to the podcast. It doesn't take long to do. You go on nicknicknick.com slash links or wherever you already get your podcast and you will be able to find the A-Game podcast, Real Estate Investing for Entrepreneurs with Nick LaMagna pretty much everywhere. So hit the subscribe button, check it out. We've had over 200 something episodes now. I think this was like episode 235 or something like that. I would have to check over it right around there. 235, something like that. But I mean, UFC stars, football, uh, uh, Super Bowl winners, business guys, entrepreneurs, actors, comedians, musicians, astronauts, uh, tons of real estate guys, crypto guys. I mean, you name it. We've had so many amazing guests come on and just talk about their journey and give such amazing tips. And the way we continue to get them on for another 230-something episodes is to have subscribers in an audience. So um, they want to know that they're impacting you guys. So please, when you go on nicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S, you'll also see all the ways to connect with us on social media. So please follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, wherever. YouTube, definitely subscribe to our channel. 
And when we post the clips from the episodes like this, let David and whoever the episode's about know that you're looking, you're seeing this stuff, you appreciate it. Give a like, give a share, tag a friend. You're scrolling on social media all day anyway. The fee for this show is just to interact and just like some posts. So uh, so guests want to keep coming on and giving you guys some A-game real estate and business knowledge of the things you can do right, the things you can do wrong, save you time, save you money, and keep this thing going. So really appreciate everybody listening. And once again, I want to do deals together. So that's really the whole thing here. If you want to buy properties from me, if you want to sell properties to me, or if you would like to find a way to partner, work together on some level, you don't even know how, just text real estate to 516-540-5733. Again, real estate to 516-540-5733. And we will write you back and we will get that conversation going. Let's make ourselves uh, business partners get into some deals this year. And last but not least, if you would like to get a free checklist on how to bring more value to your buyers, whether you're a real estate agent, broker, or wholesaler, go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets and download our free checklist. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, David Olds, for being a good dude and a great podcast guest. Definitely reach out to him. I appreciate everybody. AD Podcast. Have a great day. Thank you. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast went from selling building materials and flipping properties in Florida and moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee and reinvented himself to be the real estate investing monster he is today. He became a wholesaling expert and today is slinging deals all over the country nationwide, and he's been doing so since the early 2000s, way before a lot of the guys that you see out there today doing it have any idea what real estate was. This guy was already making moves and selling properties. He is a well-sought-out public speaker and educator specializing in acquisition, building and nurturing quality buyers list, and has built his list to over 3.2 million buyers, and is on pace to do over 250 wholesale deals this year, and has done over 1,500 already to this day. He owns a virtual transaction coordination company that is helping investors all over the country which we're going to talk about. He's the founder of EasyREIClothings.com, now also coaches others and teaches other investors how to narrow down their niches, find the right zip codes, and find success in real estate investing. He's an investor, an entrepreneur, a JKD enthusiast, martial arts yes. enthusiast like myself. We talked out for a while. That was a really good surprise to nerd out on. Husband, mm -hmm. dog, dad, and one of the best social media accounts out there today. Mm -hmm. Definitely check the show notes for David Olds REI, my dance partner for the next hour. Please welcome to the A-Game Podcast, David Olds. Man, thank you so much. All that sounds so much better when you say it. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Like, I feel like I just had a shot of whiskey here. Um, yeah, dude, 20 years as an investor, that even seems ridiculous to say that it's been that long, but it, it's, yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a long time. 20 years as an investor, probably 14, 15 years as a full-time wholesaler. And uh, yeah, it's real estate has been amazing to me and for my family and given us things that, you know, a life that, you know, you don't even feel like you deserve. It's been amazing. That's pretty awesome, man. Well, yeah. you definitely earned it. You fought for it. You deserved it. And you you went through the rocky waters and stayed the yeah. course and uh, stayed in the yeah. game when a lot of guys couldn't. So I think it says a lot about you for sure, man. And uh, again, for people that listen and don't know, you know, you meet people sometimes and, you know, you're kind of like, ah, I see them on social media, but how do you were the nicest guy? I was so nervous to come up to you. I saw you and I was like, oh, like man. five or 10 times. I was like, I won't say hello. He looks busy. And I finally did it. You were so nice. And I was like, man, so like, Dude, I'm going to tell you, I that freaks it. me out when people say that because, you know, and I know we want to talk about a lot of stuff, but the Instagram thing was a surprise when the, the guy that was just in here a minute ago, when he came to me, he's like, I want to run your social media. I'm like, man, if I have 10,000 followers, it's not going to help me sleep it better at night, right? Like, I just want to get to be able, you know, help do coaching and, and our transactions company. And then somehow it blew up to like over 200,000. 
and then you see people that are like they they that that <laughs> shit there where they're like I can't I don't want to talk to you like dude like and it, it's a cool thing but simultaneously a very weird thing as well so um I'm no more special than anybody else believe me but thank you uh, I'm glad that you did so we got to connect yeah, me too, man. It's awesome. I'm really excited that you're coming on today. So for somebody who's been around for like 20 years yeah. doing all this stuff, I usually have a little bit of my playlist of like, let's talk all these different things. But sure. where we are in the market right now, man, it's just, it's such an interesting time. There's so many different yeah. opinions and theories of what people should be focused on and what's important. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to kick it to you and say oh. like, if you were listening right now as a real estate investor, maybe yeah. starting out or even just looking to scale up, mm -hmm. like what would be the thing that you would want to learn about that you think is important to kick this off with? Sure. So- Awesome. Well, I love wholesaling, right? Because I, you know, I, I, you know, people identify as things. I tell people I identify as a wholesaler because I've done it for so long. Like not, not even an entrepreneur. I just, I've been a wholesaler and that was the base of everything that we did. So, you know, everything depends on time and money, right? So wherever you're at in your journey, do you have more time or do you have more money? When, you know, when we left Florida and we lost everything and we came to Chattanooga to, to start our business, um, you know, you know, whatever the definition of broke is, well, we were 50% of that. Like we were, we didn't even have enough money to be considered broke. Like we were like done. So we had all the time in the world, but we had no money, right? So what did we do? We leveraged, we went out and did, did all of the things we were very focused on, like, and in, you know, old school, right? There's no Google ads, no Facebook, no, no, none, none of the toys that, uh, that you guys have today. We were driving for dollars, postcards, door knocking, doing all of that stuff. So you know, if you are a brand new person and you're starting out and you don't have a lot of um, capital to throw at at marketing, 1000% I'm out driving for dollars. I tell people that all the time. If I lose every single thing today, I'm taking a notepad, a pencil, getting in my car and driving streets looking for, for houses that, you know, they look abandoned or neglected or, you know, they're, they're not being well taken care of, right? Why? Because that's the best possible list you can build, right? I can go on PropStream or Privy or ListSource or whoever it is, and I can download absentee owners. I can download properties who've had, you know, the, the sellers had it for 30 years and they're likely to want to sell. But I can stand in front of this house and see that there are no curtains. There's, you know, the grass is two feet tall. There's 15 newspapers in the driveway. This, if I can get a hold of this person, they will want to turn this piece of crap into into a. Uh, sorry, I don't know if we can swear because um, I do it a lot. I'll try not to. This is your show, sir. You do whatever you want. Oh, thank you. But you know, how can we turn this into cash and relieve this problem from you? So that's where I would start if I had no money. Um, the danger of not starting there and starting on the side where I'm just I've you know a doctor, right? Whatever. I've got a hundred thousand dollars, or fifty thousand, or twenty thousand. I'm just going to throw it into something. Is you're going to start getting leads but you're probably going to get more leads than you understand how to manage and how to convert. Right. So I like the version of let's start and, you know, slowly, you know, at least in the beginning. And when I say slowly 30, 60 days, right. Let's learn how to be on the phone. Let's learn how to talk to people instead of all of a sudden you flip a switch and boom, you're getting 15 leads a day. And that money might be wasted unless you're, you have some experience on the phone and you're comfortable with talking to people. Cause I could tell you at the, in the beginning, man, I couldn't. Like I'm the most introverted person that there is. And, you know, I, I was just telling somebody earlier when I worked a full-time job in Florida, we were sending out postcards and doing stuff. And I had this answering service. People called in there, whoever these people were, they, they sent me this email with, they answered all of the questions. Right. And I remember coming home one day and I had these four leads sitting on the, the kitchen table 
And Nick, man, I sat and looked at them and I'm running comps on them. I'm doing everything I can to not get on the phone and call those people back because I was scared, right? We're all scared when we start, right? Like I remember that feeling like distinctly, like how scary it was and how scary it was to go on that first appointment and that appointment where it starts going well and you feel like you're having this out-of-body experience of, holy shit they're going to sign the paper. This is crazy, yeah. right? And it's that that proof of concept that that first time that you actually get it done is, I, I'm going to tell you, I've never done, you know, cocaine or meth. Obviously, I'd be a lot skinnier if I did. But I imagine, right, that 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 rush of doing it the first time is what it's like to get your first deal. And for those of you that haven't done your first deal, I'm going to tell you there is uh, there's very few feelings that are as good as that first rush, right? Of, of getting that deal and making the deal and knowing that, you know, that you're one, you're going to help them, but that you're going to get paid a lot of money for, for making this deal go through. Um, so, you know, fight through whatever that, that, you know, nervousness is and that, you know, that whatever, whatever feeling it is that you're having that natural fight or flight, re, you know, response to not do this, right. Cause our brains are wired that way, right. To keep us out of danger. Um, because there are so many people that are helping a lot of others and making a ton of money and, you know, listening to podcasts like this, where, where you're interviewing, you know, really successful people is just proof that, that this does really work. So that's a really interesting topic to, to branch off of, because I, I used to do a, a lot more mentoring. It just, you know, it kind of goes in and out, you know, you get burned down and stuff, but yeah. I remember it would be like, Hey, everybody, here's how you talk to a realtor go take a half hour and go make some phone calls. And yeah. then they come back in and I'd say, okay, well, how did it go? And it was like, well, I made a phone call. They didn't pick up. I go, okay, well, then what happened? You know, I, I made up with my father. I haven't talked to him in 19 years. I enrolled in college. Like they did everything except yeah. for get on the phone and call the realtor. And I was always blown away of yeah. like, there's always that excuse of like, well, I got to get my CRM and I got to do this and I got to do that. But uh -huh. like, what was the thing that you told yourself or you did to get yourself to like, Put the excuses aside because sometimes they're, they're good, valid excuses, but they are still excuses at the end of the day. So how yeah. did you get yourself from that point to actually like on the phone, kicking butt and yeah. taking names? Well, you know, there's probably a lot of things that happen in all of our lives that get us to a certain point. Right. My dad was like military guy, very like very strict. You, you know, you're going to do, you know, 45 minutes of chores every day and two hours on the weekend. And, you know, you you know, and, and again, I'm a different probably generation than, than some of the people listening, but, you know, we were very goal and task oriented, right? So, you know, I was a Boy Scout and Eagle Scout, like all the things like, so I was very, you know, you know, very driven to if I, you know, set this goal, we are going to hit it, right? Um, you said, you mentioned earlier that, you know, we, we got through, and I always say we, because it's me and a team, right? It's not just me, but, um, you know, we were able to, to thrive or at least survive when other people went down. And I tell people it's because I was too dumb to quit, right? We, we knew that this worked, right? We know, like, you know, in every part of your being that, Real estate works. Real estate is amazing. Wholesaling works, right? Um, if it's not working, there's something I'm doing. There's, there's, you know, I have the ability to look at things and break them down and say, okay, what, what is wrong in in this formula here? What, what do I need to tweak so that so that I can get it to work? But man, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, at that time, I had a wife, two boys, and three fat dogs. That's it. Man. <laughs> That's my responsibility, right? My responsibility is to them. And you know, when I worked in building materials, I had this salesman. I was a, uh, I ran the largest millwork plant in Central Florida, which just means we made doors and moldings and all that crap. So, but I had a salesman come in um, and they're like the best salesman in the plant. 
And he came in, it was, you know, the whatever the first Monday of the month was, and he was all just real pissy and grumpy. I'm like, dude, you did like 400,000 last month. What, what's the problem? This is a sales game. On the first of the month, we all start at zero. I got a lot of shit to do. Get my stuff out. <laughs> and I'm like, and that really resonated with me. And I think about that a lot. Like, no matter how good of a month or week or day you had, tomorrow's a new day. And we need to get up and attack that day in, in the same manner, right? You know, and, and listen, entrepreneurs, we're all cuckoo, right? We're all cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? The, the, the people that, that will do this business and leave the security of a nine to five job, you know, yeah, a little bit of a squirrel's nest up there to some, to some degree, right? It's not normal. It's not normal that we're going to jump out of the plane and build the parachute on the way down, right? So, um, you know, it was always that, the way that I always look at it is even we did a, a deal for 106000 about three weeks ago. And the minute like it was signed, I'm like, all right, we did high fives, did a little video. And I'm like, all right, what, what else do we have, right? Because that's going to close in two or three weeks. Well, what do we have after that and after that and after that and after that? So we're always projecting forward, you know, okay, today's good. Where are we at next month? Where are we at? And I get it. That's probably a sickness and a, a shrink would have a lot of fun with that. But that's the way that most entrepreneurs' brains work, at least successful ones. And, you know, that's how they they keep pushing forward. So I don't know if that so, answers so the question. I'm not, but... I'm not alone is what you're saying. Cause I was like, Oh, oh this, dude, this no. is like therapy no. for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've had people come into my office and they sit on the couch and they're talking to me and they're like, man, I want to be just like you. I'm like, Oh no, like you, you be careful what you wish for. Right. Like entrepreneurs, there's no balance in your life, right? There's no 50, 50 balance. That that's just nonsense. That doesn't exist. Right. Because you know, the ability to take something from an idea in your head, put it on paper and then create it. Like that's a big lift, you know? Um, you know, I, I, oh, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I'm going to go to Aria and learn about real estate. And then I'm going to take some coaching and then, holy shit, I'm going to put some postcards on my credit card and some bandit signs. And I'm going to go out and do it. Right. Um, and a lot of people get to that point. Right. And like you're like you're the people, your, your students you were talking about, and then they're afraid to pick up the phone when the when the calls come in. Right. So that's that second thing of where you just you just got to force yourself to do the thing. Right. The thing works. I've coached people. I've had hundreds of, of employees and team members. And I explained to them, like, look, you already know 90 percent more than anybody who's going to call you. How can you help them? Right. That's how you answer the phone. Somebody calls in or you call them. Hey, Mrs. Smith. Appreciate you calling in. Tell me about the house. How can I help you? Right. We have to, you know, as wholesalers, that's our job. We are here to, to help people. Right. If I get it, we all want to make money. No question. Right. But if you don't at least approach this from the, the point of view of um, uh, how can I help you solve your problem, then I don't know that you can have too much longevity in this. Right. Because that's very transparent. People can just sense that, you, you know, you're not out for their best interests. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I I second that. I think it's interesting too. I, I wonder, like, this is a a point I should probably dig a little bit deeper into. But sure. you know, I I came from a place too where like I I kind of lost everything, and then you have to rebuild it, and everything gets taken. Yeah. So I I constantly same thing. Like, and and to your point, I think when I my my first wholesale deal, I made seventeen hundred dollars on, and yeah. it felt like more of a win than one that I, I recently did that I made $141,000 on because sure. it just becomes like the next thing and the next thing. But mm -hmm. I wonder if that's something that we've developed PTSD from, from, cause I know like you went from Florida, like right when the market crashed and mm -hmm. had to like rebuild yeah. everything. But I wonder if like guys that never, you know, they just started in the last few years and it's just all the rainbows and sunshines. Do mm -hmm. they think like that? Or did we like develop that from having to like rebuild, you know? Maybe some of it's an age thing. Um, 
And also like our, the age thing that worked for us in one spot doesn't work in another, right? I mean, we definitely could talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe like, you know, when I started, which is why I teach a lot of dispo stuff, you know, when I started, it was 2009, as bad as it gets, right? And we're in a market that had no wholesale, nobody had ever wholesale before. So, you know, we were out in the market putting out these deals to these investors who we had to find because there was no list. And they're like, boy, well, it's an assignment. I don't, I don't even know <laughs> assignment contract. What, what, what the fuck is an assignment contract, right? They, you know, so we, we had, we really definitely had to fight through, through a lot of that, but, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's a personality thing, right? There's a reason 90% or whatever the percentage is of small businesses fail, right? Because whether you're a real estate or, you know, you're, you got a plumbing company or you got a muffin shop, like there is that point where you're going to have to fight through a bad day. And, uh, you know, one of my mentors, Ken Clothier, he says the same thing, dude, when you, when you got that LLC license, nobody promised you, nobody fucking promised you every day was going to be rainbow and sunshine. In fact, 80% of the days are not going to be perfect. Like there are going to be days where you have cash flow problems and, you know, attorney problems or bank problems or whatever, right? There are just going to be problems, but you know, we're all whacked out just enough that we're always fighting for that 20% because that 20% is so big, right? When the 20% hits, it's 141,000, right? I mean, though, that's, that's why we do this. And again, it gives you the greatest life ever. We get at 430 to be sitting around, hanging out, you know, doing Zooms instead of, God knows whatever I used to be doing till seven, eight o'clock <laughs> working, right? Working, working for somebody else. And, you know, man, we made a lot of money. We've traveled the world a bunch of times. We, we've seen incredible things and you know, it's all because of real estate. And that's what I try to impress upon people, especially new people is, man, don't quit. Like, you know, when, when, when you think it's bad, just keep fighting through it will, if you do the thing, the thing will work. Right. Um, and and you can have just the greatest life. We can go in Tampa and hang out for a week. You know, we get to travel all the time. And even going to events and speaking engagements, you're like, oh, I got to go to Houston. <laughs> I get to go see my friends and hang out in cool cities and go out to neat places for dinner. And so it's an awesome life. I really encourage people, don't, don't quit. Um, you know, there's not already too many wholesalers. There's not already too many other investors out there. My God, if, you know, if I could help 1% of the people in my town, I would have more business than I needed, right? So there, there are plenty of people out there that need help. And despite the market, whether you're up or we're down, listen, if you could wholesale, and I know I'm going long, man, I'm sorry. But if you could wholesale in freaking 2019 and 20, when we're at the peak of the market, right? Where anybody can call a realtor and list their property, right? If you're wholesaling and making a shit ton of money then, well, what do you think happens when we're down here and people are losing their jobs? Like, why would you think, oh, I can't wholesale right now? This is a terrible time to wholesale. Are you out of your mind? Like now you have the ability to buy at a deep discount, right? That, that I, 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 when I see people saying that, I don't understand like what, what they don't, I don't know, no cognitive ability. I don't know, but like, certainly, you know, there is always a good time for a wholesaler to be in the market because life happens to people. Right, Nick, like people, unfortunately, people die and inherit houses and people lose their jobs or people get married and they have an extra house or they got to get relocated or, you know, got bad tenants, like in good markets and bad markets, that stuff always happens. And, you know, if I was to go to the top of my building with a slingshot and shoot BBs in a half mile radius, I will hit somebody who's losing sleep tonight over a property. Guaranteed. It's our job to go out there and find them and help them solve that problem. That's it. 
if you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate soon, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Reach out to me on any of my social media channels. You will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. I love that, man. That's such a great answer. And that, you know, to, to me, again, the whole thing comes to anything in life that you want. It just comes down to not quitting. You know, not when quitting. people go, I tried real estate. It didn't work. It goes, no, you, you quit because, you you know, you haven't done it anymore. And like we were yeah. talking before, every every gym I go to, I remember like the first time I walked into Matt Sarah's gym and I'm looking at these black belts and I'm like, man, like, how does that happen? And like, it says right there on the wall when you walk in, a black belt is just a white belt who didn't quit when they walked in. And it was That's like, exactly That's it, man. Too, it is, man. too dumb to quit. I can't tell you how many times I've been you know, tapped out by a 130 pound skinny kid. And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. And I jump back. I'm like, let's do this again. Like, we're going to do this until I get it. Right. Um, yeah. It's, you, you just can't quit. And, and I get it right. That proof of concept that, you know, you've got to get people to that first deal. Once they get that first deal, the second one is almost as hard, but after that, they're like, Oh, I, I get it. This, I can do this. Right. Um, you know, I mean, people lose confidence in themselves and stuff like that. But but getting to that first one, I feel like if you can do that, that builds the the fire inside you. And now, you know, you know that this works, right? That's 100%. that. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love so, that. So, so transitioning to that now, as far as like acquiring deals right now and talking about like motivation yeah. and distress sellers mm -hmm. in this market right now, what are you finding as some of your best ways to acquire deals or contact the stress sure. sellers? So for us, you know, we operate on a, on a really big scale. So we, you know, when I started out again, driving for dollars, handwritten postcards, like all of that stuff, as you know, things improved and we got new toys, we, we went to, we opened a call center. That was the worst experience ever to <laughs> operate a call center because, you know, we were paying $15 an hour because we wanted American people. And, uh, you know, this is maybe six, seven years ago, whatever it was. And, you know, that has a high churn rate. Like nobody wants to be told you suck all day long, right on the phone. So that that's a tough business to be in. We transitioned into SMS, which was great until it wasn't right. There were times we were sending 100,000 texts a week, um, all with our with our in house team here. But you know, regulation is what it is. And, you know, I don't blame the carriers. I don't blame the government. I get text messages all day for properties I own. It's very annoying. So I understand why they're throttling that back. So we saw that maybe whatever it is, two years ago. And we're like, okay, something is like, I recognize that there's a shift happening. Let's switch. And we clutched and braked out of, um, out of SMS and into PPC. So for us, PPC has worked really great. Um, dollar per dollar, I get about the same return as I was getting on SMS at the time when it was still okay okay to do. But what happened with SMS, when you're working in a ton of markets, and, and you know, this is you go through data burn incredibly quick, like you can download a list of 20,000. And you could text that list in three days, right? Like, yeah, I get it. You're going to go through it again and again and again. But like, how many times can you pump that list before it's just dead? So then it's okay, what new city are we going to go to what new list? And I had a girl in the office that I was paying over 40 grand a year to to manage lists and to pull all that stuff and skip trace it and get it into the dialer, you know, because there's a lot of stuff involved. And I, I realized after we ran some PPC that dollar per dollar, it worked about the same, really close. But I set my cities, I turned it on, 
I checked it every, you know, every 30 to 90 days, we would go in there and tweak it a little bit, but it just consistently drove in leads for, for our team. So, but that's, again, now that's a time and money thing, right? I don't have time, but I have a little bit of money that I can, I can throw 20,000 a month into this. So that's not maybe where a beginner starts, but definitely where you want to get to be as you scale out and start to have an operation, right? With people and acquisitions and dispo and marketing and transactions and whatever. I love that. Are you seeing any sort of um, common threads across the board for what's coming in lately on your PPCs? Like, like, you know, are you seeing a lot more divorce, a lot of relocation, people getting called back to work, like any kind of similarities? No, not, not. And that's not something I really track, which I probably should. I know, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were getting a ton of people, hey, I had a failed listing, and I want, can you buy my house? And they really were still on the high price, right? We, we were getting just a lot of those where, um, you know, the lead just wasn't any good. And, and you know, you mentioned market cycles earlier, so we, we can kind of talk about it, right? The market goes up, the market goes down, you know, end to end, the average is every five to seven years. I think that'll probably compress as the government gets more involved in, in interest rates and things. But, um, you know, at the top of the market, buyer or sellers want, they want the most, right? Like, because they they realize that we're we're in a hot market. Um, buyers are okay with that because it's been going up for so long. Like, literally, they're doing. You know, doctors and lawyers are buying houses to literally flip them back on the market for thirty thousand dollars the next week and not doing anything. So, so everybody's okay up here because there's equilibrium in the market. <clears throat> when the market starts to drop, right? Sellers stay here, but the market maybe is here on the way down. Well, what do buyers, you know, and investors and rehabbers and all that do? Well, they're very tuned into what's happening, right? They know something's going on and they want to project, oh, okay, if we're here, we want to be buying down here because we, we know we need cushion because we're scared. So, you know, we knew that was going to happen, you know, because we've been through a couple of these. We knew we know there's that little free fall where buyers drop first and then sellers will follow, follow behind in that bell curve. But what struck me this time that I wasn't expecting, and I don't think anybody else was expecting who's been through a market shift before, was how quickly it happened. Like, it happened fast. Do you know why it happened so fast this time? I would assume because the communication, social media, all that stuff, like, travels like quicker. You are the first person to ever get it. In <laughs> 2007, 8, 9, right, all we had was Dan Rather at, at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, whatever it was, right? Like, that was where you got your news or a newspaper. That was it. So, I mean, I do remember when they're like, hey, the crashes, like, we don't know if the Wall Street's going to open tomorrow, right? But news was much, much slower, right? But now, you know, it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapadoodle, you know, all the things, right? <laughs> the speed of information is so quick, and there's 500 of us on here, right? Like, pontificating about it so and facebook and, and you know and all the different things so so speed of information is so fast rehabbers investors whoever everybody is we're very tuned into that right because that's what we love so we're you know we're following all that stuff so investors very quickly like hit the break like uh, dude it was like overnight right and but sellers are like doop-de-doop-de-doo zillow still says i'm worth five hundred thousand, and we don't realize that anything's really happening so so that gap you know, took a little bit longer, but same thing, just like these people get information quick, sooner or later, they're going to get the information, you know, and I think we're finally getting back to that point where, where they realize houses have adjusted. It's not like it was before. They understand interest rates and how that affects affordability and buyers are okay. Buyers are like, okay, this is the new normal, you know, 
We feel like this is it, right? One thing investors, whether it's Wall Street or the local rehabber, they don't like insecurity in the market, right? They don't like not knowing what's happened. No matter who's the president, none of that matters. You know, nobody's going to invest in a company that's erratic, right? That's why Twitter lost a ton of money or Tesla because Elon Musk, love him or hate him, he's on there smoking a joint, talking crazy yeah. shit. People get nervous, right? Like this guy's got all of my money or our pension fund, right? Like that's that's a that's a real thing. And I get it, people like that, but like investors do not. So, you know, rehabbers, you know, the reason they stopped is because they didn't know, can I buy this and sell it and make money? But now that we're back to equilibrium, like we were at the top, now we're starting to see things are really picking up. And in our transactions company, we're noticing like with this, even with existing clients from a year ago, we're up 22 point something percent in contracts month over month. Like it's getting busy. We are getting really busy because now we're back to equilibrium. Everybody's like, okay, this is the new normal. We're good. Let's go. Let's get this done. And that's why you're seeing hedge funds come back into the market. You know, it's uh, it's funny because I, I haven't had anybody bring that up the way you just did. And, and I've been saying that people are like birds and they're like, my buddy did a study. I forget what it was, but it was almost like four years to the day in his market and like the 2008 crash from the time it was like plateaued to at the time it like crashed and came back up. And I was telling people that I think that they're like birds now that one person changes direction and then they all follow. And yeah. because of social media and connectivity and groups and all that kind of stuff, even yeah. if it was four years last time, I would assume it'd be half of that this time because 100%. just the same with that that crash last time. And yeah. when you look at all the people that when the market crashed last time and they were telling me I was crazy to buy deals and those deals that I bought for nothing are mm. worth a bunch of money today. And now when they're back up, everybody's saying, well, now it's a great time to buy. And they're offering 10, 15% over asking price, all cash, no contingencies, yeah. high five and what a great job they did. And it's so backwards, you know what I mean? So I'm like, man, if you could look at that now mm -hmm. and look at like, can I jump in now knowing that that bell curve is probably going to swing back the other way yeah. again? Like you have such a short amount of time, but there's such a huge opportunity. And what you yeah. just said, I didn't even think about, but starting like a nationwide transaction coordination company, that data is going to be more relevant than probably anything for you to know, like who's kicking butt, who's getting their butt kicked, when and where, and what's happening. So I'd love to dig deep into like what made you start that and what you guys are doing now in that that company. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, we we have a lot of data. You know, um, we can look at and we share this with our. We, we don't share. I would never share like your individual deal, but we will share with our users and our client base, like. Hey, here's where we're seeing the biggest ovation. You know, here's where here's where we're seeing good wholesale stuff. Here are the easy states to work in. Here are the places that are a challenge. New York, you guys are a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> Just is like we, you know, we transact deals there, but but it's a struggle. You know, everybody's got to have their own attorney, and it just, you know, there are places like Georgia and Tennessee. You know, we can we can close lickety quick. So, um, yeah, man, how it started. Um, you know, again, like we were talking about before, there's a lot of things that go into an ingredient that that bake your cake. Um, you know, one of them was we were running a nationwide um, wholesale company. In fact, the room I'm sitting in, that's our podcast room, was our transaction coordinator room way back in the day, which is kind of weird now that I think about that tie-in. But we had three TCs sitting in here full time, and all they were doing was boom, 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 boom getting, getting deals closed. So um, we we got really good at the TC part because we had to, because we were doing a lot of deals at one time. It was a lot of juggling. Um, we did a lot of JV deals. And, um, you know, typically, I don't know if you've ever done a lot of JV deals. What happens is somebody comes to you, usually a newer wholesaler, and he says, hey, can you help me sell my deal? Great, love to. You do one, two, maybe three deals, and then they drift off because they figure out, oh, I'm giving up half my deal. And we freely tell them, like, dude, I'm going to take half your deal. 
you know, but but I'll, I'll get you going. But they figure like, oh, okay, now I want to start dispoing myself to, to keep all the money. Well, I had a couple guys that kept going. Like they still send us deals and it's been a few years. This guy, Mario, he um, he's from Alaska and actually invests and in, he does his marketing in Macon, Georgia of all weird places. But anyways, I, I was talking to Mario one day and I'm like, dude, this is maybe three years ago, whatever. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, let me ask you a question, dude. Like, I love doing deals with you. You're a cool guy. And his English is a little broken. And uh, I said, but legit, like, why do you stay with us? He's like, well, you sell my deals really good for the best price. I'm like, thank you, man. I do appreciate that. And he says, but I don't have to deal with title companies. I'm like, oh, that's that. Like, oh, this is a valuable thing. Like, Hmm, this is valuable. Okay, cool, cool. Awesome. Well, man. And we still do, we still do deals with him today. And the other thing was COVID happened and our team was growing really big, really fast. And we were, we were down the road and we actually had two offices next to each other where we'd, we had a door going back. We were busting at the seams. We had like 16 people at the time in a room, like we'd have them in a conference room, not a lot bigger than this. It was people standing. It was, it was terrible. So we were like, well, we need a bigger office. So it's the fall before COVID. And uh, I actually went out of the country for all of December. My wife and I took a trip to Europe, to Switzerland. And anyways, we came back and, and COVID happens. But we had already signed a letter of intent on this, this building to, to rent it. And the landlord was going to rehab it and everything. So this, this office we're in, it's like 6,000 square foot. It's kind of divided into three parts. Our main you know, uh, wholesaling side, I've got this front office, and I've got a real nice conference event center. And this front area, when we walked the property, we're like, oh, we'll just take everything for a good deal. And we're like, you know what we're going to do up here? Like a WeWork kind of thing, right? Like shared office space. That'd be great, right? Be cool. We'll throw some, because we don't need all the space. We'll throw some desks in here and we'll rent the desks out for 200 bucks a piece. And that's great. And by the time we signed our lease, it was like March, April of that year. COVID's in full swing. You know who's doing shared, shared office spaces? Nobody. <laughs> nobody a couple times we rented one desk someone would come in for a month and then they'd skedaddle out so you know people are asking us to do tc stuff you know we we have a great system that's that you know has worked really good for us and i'm like you know what i called some of my buddies who are big wholesalers i'm like you know let me ask you this question if we opened a tc service a virtual tc service could would, would you let us do your deals i don't know it depends on the price mike how about if I did it for free for three months for you? And this is this is how we built the company. They're like, absolutely. Because I knew if I could do, you know, I, I brought in some of my friends who are big wholesalers and I'm like, let's break it. Let's see if we can break it, right? So anyways, that room ended up becoming our first our first room for, for all of our TCs. And we outgrew it a couple of weeks ago and, and we've had to move them into the big room here. But, you know, so that's sort of how it started. And then, you know, the, the way that we developed it became, you know, I don't know, you're probably not old enough to remember this old commercial. It's called the Hair Club for Men. Sure. It's all it's getting hair plugs. And at the end, this guy goes, not only am I the president, but I'm a client, right? Well, and he's like, and I, and then he shows his before picture. He had no hair. So I built the company for me, like, and I'm a fucking banana head, right? And I'm, <laughs> I'm needy and I'm, I'm the stereotypical wholesaler. I'm, I'm a goofball, right? So I built it with everything that I knew I would want as a real investor who's really doing deals. Um, and I talked to service providers, a lot of them, I talked to one yesterday and they're building out this platform. And I know just from talking to them, like nobody in that place has ever wholesaled a deal because there were some huge gaps in their system. So anyways, we built it and I said, okay, what does somebody 
what do they need, right? So we knew we needed a, like a portal CRM, some dashboard where they could come in at two in the morning and see what's going on with my deal and all the notes and all the files and, and all the things. And I knew that from working with title companies all over the country, one thing that drove me crazy was I would call ABC title company and be like, Hey, Hey man, what's going on with one, two, three main street. Oh, I don't know. I don't have that deal anymore. That Susie's got that. I call Susie. Oh, Bob's got that. Oh, Penelope's <laughs> got that. Like, cause they don't care. Right. They, they, you know, typically title companies are not built for investors, right? They honestly really don't like our business cause we're fucking goofballs and our shit sucks. And there's always a lot of problems. Right. So, so I knew that kind of going in. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, from the client's point of view, the wholesaler's point of view, we were there to to literally white glove and do everything for, for them from the moment they signed that contract all the way to closing. We wanted to re remove them from that process because they're not good at it. I'm not, I mean, I own the company and I can do it, but I'm not great at it. I want to be out doing this, man, talking to people, cutting deals, buying and selling, you know, doing all the fun shit, not uh, what's a monument of title? What is it that you want me to get here, right? Like, that's not cool. It's not fun. So, you know, we wanted a place where they could look at their deals. We wanted to handle everything for them from start to finish. And, you know, the last part was I knew the people that we were hiring to be our TCs were not salespeople, right? They weren't entrepreneurs. They're very, they're very like, they data entry people, right? They get on the phone, they talk to people, they enter it in the computer. That mindset, not mindset, just that personality type is different from us, right? We're like, bah, 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 bah. you know, we're, we're, we're always on and doing all the things. And those people are like, they're very diligent. <laughs> they're very good. They're, they're great at all that stuff. So, um, you know, we problem solve this and we say, okay, we have to incentivize them to push these deals through, right? I need it to be in their best interest to push these deals through as fast as they can, because you know I'll go out and talk to them and get 10 or 12 of them together. And I'll be like, listen, this deal, this may be little Bobby and Phoenix's only fucking deal that closes this month. Get this shit over the line. This kid needs us 20,000. That's the way we've got to approach every single deal. We have got to be you know, his advocate with this title company and get this shit closed. I don't care when the, when the, the contract says it, it, you know, it expires. If you got a buyer and you got a seller that's cash, push to close right now, because time kills all deals. Right. We are here to get to get these deals closed for these guys. We, you know, we're trying to spin that wheel faster and faster and faster and compress the time between the time they sign the contract and the time they get paid. So the way that we accomplish that was we pay all of our TCs on a blended system, right? They get paid a salary, they also get a commission. And they're very interested in making sure that your deal gets over the finish line because it goes on their commission sheet. And we pay some big commissions every every two weeks to them. So, you know, they're constantly watching and trying to make sure the minute this thing's clear to close, we're getting we're getting it through. Cause otherwise, the title companies would be like, oh, you know, this thing's got May 31st as an expiration date. We'll just set the closing for May 30th. Well, dude, what the fuck are we doing for the next five weeks? Close this shit <laughs> out get this guy paid, get, and also because I have so many deals coming in, I got to get this off my plate because I got, you know, we're getting 30, 40 contracts a day in from clients. Like, you know, I don't want to be sitting on stuff. Like, you know, I'm not a, not a hen hatching eggs, right? I got to get these out because I got more stuff coming in. So, so that's kind of like our philosophy and how we do it. We, we want to help investors do more deals and make more money and just have more time and freedom to, you know, if you want to have a lifestyle business where you travel a lot, Awesome, man. You don't got to worry about calling the title company because we're going to handle all that for you. That's outstanding, man. And how, like, how creative do you guys get? Do you do you get involved with like double closes or, or like paperwork and stuff with sub twos and things like that, or do you keep it pretty cut and dry? 
So the crazy thing, the guy who started this company, his entire portfolio is all creative deals. Like all of our own personal deals are sub two, owner finance, wraps, all of that. So, so yeah. So when, um, you know, when we started the company, again, my friends are a variety of people. Like, uh, you know, one of them was kind of the biggest novations guy at the time, um, two, two years ago. So we brought him in. I'm like, Dude, teach us novations. We're going to close novations. And to this day, 40% of our, almost 40, they correct me every time, these girls, you know, because they're also good at facts and figures, right? Yeah. And they're just rambling. 37% of our deals are uh, novation deals. So we close a lot of them. Um, we definitely will do sub two, sub two assignment, wraps, anything. We'll, we'll close any type of deal in all 50 states. Well, you just sold me, my friend, because the, the paperwork involved and all the stuff with the sub twos when the people yeah. don't know what they're doing is a freak. It's intimidating. It's really intimidating, man. Yeah. Like, you know, so that's huge. Yeah, it is. And, and there's a lot of like weird stuff. Like every state's a little bit different. New York, like you got your own thing. Um, you know, and every, there's just, you know, there's 3000, 3,400 counties or whatever it is. There's a lot of counties and most of them are, relatively straightforward but you know let's say we go to pennsylvania you know we can tell you hey because of weird stuff that goes in goes on in pennsylvania i would put you know or at least count on an extra seven to ten days to get your deal closed oh you want to be in birmingham hey birmingham jefferson county has this weird thing about water shutoff releases that you gotta you gotta get this extra lien release so we know that hey account for extra time here oh jacksonville we can close that shit in like three days right so we can tell you because we have that 40,000 for view, you know, what's going on in, in every area. And man, if you want to work in New York, awesome. But we're going to tell you, hey, don't think you're going to close this in four days, right? It's going to be some of our longest files have been in New York, right? Because you've got two attorneys that are just spending time emailing back and forth, just whatever. It's cool, man. I love New York, but it's not the easiest place to be an investor, right? So there are definitely places where, you know, our clients who are, you know, who our clients will be like, hey, cool if you want to work there, but there are, there are easier places that are more profitable for you. Let us point you in that direction because you know we're very invest very invested in our in our clients, right? The more deals you do, good for you, good for us, good for everybody. Um, so we do everything we can to to help them and you know also give them great resources for PPC and CRMs and like you know here are the best people that are out there. You know we want to we want to help you and serve you and you know help you help you do a bunch of business. That's outstanding, man. That's uh, I think you're the first TC kind of guy that's come on that I, I've had anything with. And that that's such a huge, yeah. huge data point, like you said, because you you know yeah. who's getting things done and who's not. That that's that's massive there. So I'm yeah. so I oh, mean, we're definitely gonna have to talk about that offline for sure. Yeah. There's uh um, there's not a lot. There's there's like we're the only ones that are nationwide. There's one out of the West Coast, um, but they're you know they're expensive, but like they'll negotiate your sub two deal for you. And I've heard you know, okay reviews, but they're like $1,500 a deal. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. Like you should be able to negotiate your own sub two deal. Um, you know, and then there's, there's another one out of Texas where she does a great job, very boutique. You know, they might do more stuff like negotiate your short sale. Like that's not, we don't do that. Like I'm, I, you know, I'll point you in the right direction. I'll connect you with the right person. Um, but we're a very high speed, like we're, we were built to scale. We're built to work in all 50 States. Um, so that's why, you know, for us, you know, we, we've grow, been lucky, lucky enough to to grow a lot. And, you know, we'll also show, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it another time, but, you know, I'll show our clients how to offset the cost of our subscription service and push that off to your end buyer. So you can actually not have to do your transactions and turn it into a profit center. So the best, the best thing is, is, you know, transactions suck. You don't want to do them. 
I got a whole office. I always say girls, but there's a couple guys over there now. Let them handle your transaction. Know that it's going to get closed, and hey, you're going to make a couple extra grand every month. You know, take your take your wife or girlfriend, just not together. Take them to a nice dinner. <laughs> That's awesome. And so just, I, I heard a lot of uh, people were always say, what are you going to hire dudes? So you did, you hired some dudes. Uh, it happened. Yeah, man. I, I, people ask, cause if you go to our Facebook page, I've got like a, a team picture up there and it's like almost all women. And they're like, like, especially a family, like, Hey man, what's, what's up with all the girls? I'm like, I don't know, man. I really don't do first interviews. I really don't. And at this point, I don't interview anybody at all. It's just the luck of Chattanooga luck. I mean, it's just, it's what we got here. Um, man, I used to run indeed ads all the time for salespeople, acquisitions, dispositions. And if there were just more women that would apply and the dudes that would apply, like I'm the pallet jack driver at Walmart. I'm like, not, not, I'm not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's weird what, what you get. And, you know, but that is, I get that question all the time. I'm like, you know, see the person right to my left in that picture, my wife, she's always here. <laughs> it's none of that, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've got a, an awesome team and every one of those girls is a fucking straight up killer. Like they are so good. Um, literally like I could not do any of the stuff that, that I do without, without them. Like I'm, you know, I'm such a scatterbrain and so busy. I have like three girls that are like doing, you know, all the stuff to keep me on track. And, you know, I got a calendar now They've put me on a calendar. I had to tell my wife that, uh, you need something on my calendar. You need to call Shelly. I'm not allowed to put anything on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I double book shit because I don't pay attention. And she's like, are you telling me that I got to call another woman? I'm like, yes, very sorry. That's the new rule. <laughs> But you pulled it off. That's that's impressive. That's impressive. Well, I mean, right it's there. only been a couple months. We'll see. Um, but uh, you know, ultimately, that's it. Because you know, it sounds ridiculous, but what I tell people is, at some point, time is your most valuable asset. And you know, you run six companies, and you're busy. I'm busy. Like, there's only so much time in the day. Um, so they keep me scheduled pretty much. And you know, I'm like a little a little monkey. They they're like, I was just standing out there. They're like, you got this podcast, cameras on, ready to go, Mike. Like, go sit down and go do the thing. I'm like, okay. Who am I talking to? What am I doing? Okay, I'm good. <laughs> and after no, they, this, they were great, man. They, they sent me an email before they prep. Like, yeah. what do we like? It, it was it was really. I was like, this is good. He's got a good system in place. It was oh. awesome. You know, because you know what happens is I and your your assistant called me last week too to to adjust or did we adjust our time? No, we didn't. But like, they'll tell me like, okay, because there's so many people. I'm like, okay, I know Nicholas Nick. Tell me, are, are we doing a podcast? Are we doing? Tell me what we're doing again, because I just forget. I'm 51 and a scatterbrain. You know, there's <laughs> only so much crap you can you can cram in. So yeah, you know, they're they're amazing, and you know, nothing would happen in our company if it wasn't for 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 our team. That's awesome, man. I I know you're tight on time. Uh, I was gonna dig a little bit into dispositions. I know that's kind of yeah, your specialty yeah, let's, here. Let's go. I, it's up to you, man. If you got a couple minutes, I got a couple minutes. Oh yeah, no, for sure, okay. man. So I, I know I know it could be a whole other two hour thing, and uh, you know, I definitely check out a lot of your other stuff is with there. But in, in the age of like dispositions, that's kind of where you got your black belt. And I know you're doing yeah. uh, a lot more than anybody. But in in this market right now, I know there's been a little bit of a shift. But yeah. what are some just uh, you know do's and do nots, little tips and tricks right now for dispositions for selling for selling your deals for people who are not familiar with the, what that term is. Sure. Cool. So disposition, obviously, is we've got a contract uh, property under contract with a seller, and now we need to sell that deal. We are never selling properties. Why? Because we're not licensed agents. So we sell deals, deals, opportunities, whatever you want to call it. But if you start going out there and promoting, I've got this property for sale. Now you need to be you need to be licensed. So I always like to kind of start with that. Um, two different basic disposition models for people. We have the local model and the virtual model. Local model very good. It's where most people should start. I can go over, see the house, touch it, feel it, taste it, smell it. I know the floors are crooked, smells like sewage, right? <clears throat> I can tell, you know, the issues in the property and, and how to how to price it, right? What the right price is. Virtual is a little bit tougher, 
on the definitely on the acquisitions and disposition side because I'm taking somebody's word for the condition of the property, the neighborhood, the you know all of the things. But ultimately, you know, local model is you want to really have a great relationship with your local buyers. Like you want to know their kid's name. They go to you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and they, they go to the farmer's market. You want to have a relationship with those people because ultimately, no matter what you're doing in marketing, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. That's it, period. Nobody gives a shit about your company name or your fancy URL or any of that. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Period. That's it. So, um, same thing too on you know on the virtual side. Ultimately, here's here's what I tell people. It is my job as a disposition person or as a manager or as an agent to get my deal in front of as many people as possible. Right? I've got to get my deal out there in front of everybody. There's no magic. People that say, "Oh, if you get three buyers or five buyers, you'll just be." You'll just be set. It's life's going to be good for you. What a bunch of crap, right? Because I'm telling you, those guys will realize they're the only people you're sending your deal to, and you will become their employee, right? I've had people try to do that to me. Oh, I'll buy your deal. I'll just pay you 2,500 bucks on every deal. Fuck that, dude. I can put this out, out and make 25, right? I'm, I'm, you should not do that. Don't be that person. Um, get your deal out there to the marketplace because there is a buyer for every deal. Even shit deals, there's always a buyer. The question is how much time and energy can you put into finding that person, right? So that's kind of a little different conversation. But ultimately, here's the thing. How many ways can I can I get this deal out, right? Like we'll email it out. We'll send out SMS. We'll send out RVMs. We're posting to Craigslist. We're po Craigslist still hits, by the way, at least one deal a month we sell on Craigslist. Um, you know, we're, we've got VAs that will splash it all over every investor Facebook group that's out there. So we're doing everything we can to have as many people see our our property. And we're not posting it one time and being like, geez, I sure hope that works twice a day, man, nine and four, right? Like whenever we think the, the peak times or people are going to be online, we're putting that in there so that we can get as many eyeballs on it as possible. Um, but then, you know, in between that, like when we launch property, we only launch on Mondays and Wednesdays, um, just because that's kind of two days of the week where we, we send out a property. But our intention is like everything we do, like we're ready, we launch a property, like everything is done within an hour or two. And our goal is to have the phone melt for our dispo person. Like when we launch, we just want them bah, 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 back to back to back to back calls. If for some reason it doesn't sell in that initial flurry, well, all that, that list that we pulled to RVM and SMS, get on the phone, start dialing. There is a buyer because we pulled a list of cash buyers in the area who bought something similar for cash within the last 90 days. There's a buyer in there. Get on the phone and go find them. Like we are very aggressive about dispo in the same way that most people are about acquisitions. And that comes from being in a market with no wholesalers, with no list, with no, you know, we had to do it. You know, if I tell people if fucking Pornhub is where all the buyers are hanging out, which they probably are. If me putting <laughs> an ad on there is how I get in front of buyers and that I will buy that fucking ad today, right? I don't care where that's the mentality you have to have. Where about you have to be thinking like, where are buyers at? If I was putting out bandit signs, four bedroom, two bath, dirt cheap myself today. And my phone number, I'm putting that thing in front of Home Depot and Lowe's and Ace and in front of Walmart, every place where there's going to be high traffic. My job is to sell that deal. The minute you get that deal signed, you should hear in your ear. Clock is ticking. You are Cinderella. You have 30 or 60 days or whatever the length of your contract is to get that thing sold. Because to kind of wrap it up at the beginning, you told Mrs. Smith you were going to solve her problem. Do not be the person that has to call her back and say, just kidding. Sorry. I know you're planning on moving to Phoenix with your cat to help its psoriasis or whatever, whatever their issue was. 
but you know, sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna email you and be a pussy and email you a cancellation of contract. Does stuff happen? Of course it does, right? You know, people aren't honest or people don't know or whatever. That's cool, call and renegotiate it, but you know, don't put stuff on the contract that you you don't think you can, is the right price and you can move. So anyways, that's Dispo. Get it out in front of as many people as you can. Boom, man, that was gold right there. I, I, that that was awesome stuff, man. So I appreciate it, man. There were there was like fifty things that we could have got into. You have been a wealth of knowledge. This was awesome for me, man. I got I've been watching your stuff. You were always somebody I watched, and you lived up to the expectation in person. You definitely lived up to the expectation of this podcast. Um, yeah. David Olds REI, I know on on Instagram, but talk yeah. to people about how do they find you? How do they find your companies? I know in the show notes we'll have that stuff. Um, I believe we have a link we're going to put in for the transactional company and all that kind of stuff too. But um, JVing deals, like just. Talk all things you plug away, sir. Yeah, the, the best way to get me is Instagram. Believe it or not, I, I still answer all the messages. Usually I'm doing it about 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night when I'm watching my English bulldogs roll around on the floor. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit late in the day. But yeah, I, I do everything I can. So, you know, please, you know, follow me on, on Instagram. We love that, right? like, like everybody else. And uh, we pump out a ton of content every single day, you know, business, marketing, wholesaling, transactions, that type of stuff. But yeah, man, shoot me a message. If, if I can help you, I, I'll, I'll do everything I can. If I can't help you, I promise you, I know somebody who can. Cool. And so they can reach out to you for, I know, like you have some, some mentoring stuff, some coaching stuff, yeah, yeah, transactional there's, there's stuff, a, JV, like what can they, all, all that stuff? Yeah. There's a link, link tree. Again, link I'm tree, not, yeah. there's a link tree in my bio and it's got links to everything. That's probably easier cool. than listing off a bunch of stuff, but yeah, let's, we'll put a, a link in the, uh, the bio here um, for the TC company. You know, if you're doing, you know, a couple deals a month and you're looking to scale, you know, click that link. I will show you how at the end of the day, you know, we will work for you basically for free. You know, if you're a larger company and you're tired of putting ads on indeed and interviewing endlessly and training and managing and all that stuff, you know, you can hire our team. We'll be happy to come in. Like literally you, you sign up today. We'll onboard you tomorrow and our team will take care of, take care of everything for you and, and really free you up. We, we signed up a, a large team. I guess last Friday, right? At like five o'clock. And uh, they had three transaction coordinators. They will let one go. One girl was great. They were going to put her back on the phones and the other girl was going to do, you know, some other administrative stuff and just kind of be our point of contact. So we have saved companies a ton, a ton, a ton of money. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just here to help. If, if it's a good solution, you know, we'll, we'll change your life, I tell people. Well, I love it, man. Well, you weren't around this game for 20 years kicking butt by accident. You did it because you bring your A game to everything you do. And this interview has been no different. So you definitely bought your A game today. Any oh. final thoughts before I let you go? That's it, man. I, I really appreciate you, you having me on. I, I enjoyed chatting with you and, and we really hit it off. And th thank you so much for having me on. You know, anytime somebody wants me to be on their podcast, I'm always stunned and um, real, frankly, honestly, I'm very amazed. Um, but no, thank you so much. I, I do appreciate you having me on. Well, this is awesome, man. Uh, no, no reason to be humble because literally your stuff is amazing. I've been watching it. You have great content. It's entertaining. You got a great personality. You're a good dude. And that's, uh, it's always very appreciated in my book, man. So anytime you got anything, you have an open invite to come on and I look awesome. forward to hanging out with you again in September, man. Have a great day. Awesome. Thanks so much. David, 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 have an awesome day. Thank you. So what's it feel like to be